So the fact that you're about to step into something new, you're not going to just bump into it. Jesus did not just come. For many, many, many years, way before they thought of giving birth to Joseph, way before Mary was in the plan, Jesus has been spoken about. The prophets were saying that the, the Emmanuel is coming. He's, the government is going to be on his shoulder. So every time there is something new, if you are aligned with God, he's going to tell you that this is what I'm going to do for you. And that is important because you have to bring back the word. The Bible says, I will do a new thing, not I will say a new thing. So that means he's already said it. So it's easier for you to go back to God and say, you said that gives the ability for him to do. But he will tell you, it's not going to be a surprise. And the third part of how do I know it is time for a new season is that you would always go through a season of preparation. There's always going to be, there's always a foundation for the new in your old. Jesus, the, the birth of Jesus would not have come to a woman who was not engaged. Because imagine the angel coming to tell Mary that you're going to have a child and she had no boyfriend, fiance, or husband. Or Mary never met Joseph. There's always a foundation for the new. There's always a season of preparation for the new. For some of us, the Lord has been taking us through a season of pruning. Some friends have left you. God has been giving you some instructions that you don't understand. He's telling you, I need you to fast for three days. No reason. God is telling you, I need you to just do a Bible study. No explanation. And he gives you the particular study to do. He is preparing you. The new does not just pop out of anywhere. There is a foundation for it. There's always a season of preparation. The woman do not just... I know there are special cases where they don't know they are pregnant. But there's still the nine months. There's still the time the baby is cooking. There's still the time the baby is coming together. There's always a season of preparation for the new. And for many of us, we even think and process, we know that the Lord has been taking us through some specific things that is different. Some foundational things that he has been asking us to do. For some of us, he's told us to go back to the beginning. And as I hear that clearly, he said, I've given some people instructions to go back to the beginning. There's something about your foundation I need to fix. And that's how you know that something new is coming. And I'm going to go in straight to the next part. Which is how to actually enter into your new season. How to experience your new. And I'm going to take my point from a story. We're going to read this story together. Mark 10 from verse 46 to 52. Mark 10 from verse 46 to 52. I said something the first time. I'm going to say it again. We are in a kairos moment in the Gap Church. If you have not been fasting the last 14 days. Please start tomorrow. Some of us already had breakfast. At 12.27. It's okay. Start tomorrow. I beg you, don't miss this opportunity. Some opportunities don't come easily. You might have to work a little bit more for it. Jesus will not just walk into the pool of Bethsaida any day, any time. Jesus will not just enter Jericho any day, any time. 
They came to Jericho as, and as Jesus was living with his disciples and a large crowd. A blind beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting by the road. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 48. Many of the people scolded him and told him to be quiet. People are telling you, why are you fasting? You have been doing this for the last two years. You have fasted. You have gone from this. You have done a Malilia challenge. You have done this one down, down. Why are you still doing it? People scolded him and told him to be quiet. But the Bible said, what did he do? He shouted even more loudly. That I'm in my Kairos moment. Jesus did not just walk into Jericho like every other day. He might not come by here anymore. I have been sitting here for so many years waiting for Jesus to come through Jericho. I've had prophets come and tell me that Jesus would come. I've had prophecies and dreams. I've seen vision that Jesus will pass through Jericho. And then today he decided to pass through Jericho in our worship this afternoon. But some people could not shout a little bit more loudly because they were looking at their neighbor and wondering why should I look radical? Son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 49. Jesus stopped. Like the woman with the issue of blood. Jesus stopped. And said, call him. The same people that were standing and mocking him. is the same people Jesus sent back to him. The same people that's asking you, why are you still doing Hallelujah challenge? Why are you still doing 14 days prayer and fasting? Why are you still coming to the Gap Church? Why are you still coming here every evening at 7 p.m.? Why are you still collecting anointing? Why are you collecting communion? Why are you still sowing seed? And the same people Jesus will send back to you and tell you that, oh, I have a job opportunity for you. It's the same people Jesus will send back and say that, oh, the Lord told me to give you a word. It's the same people that the Lord will send back to you and say, oh, I have money for you. Bible says, and Jesus stopped. and said, go and call him. And they went there and said, cheer up. That's for a word for someone today. Cheer up. Get excited. Cheer up, Jesus is calling you. Get excited. Your new is here. Get excited he has heard you shouting. Get excited he has seen your 14 days of fasting. Get excited because Jesus is calling you. Get excited because he has stopped and he has paid attention to you. And the Bible says he threw off his cloak, jumped up and came to Jesus. Point one, how do I enter the new season? Forget the things of old. Forget the things of old. Forget the former things. The Bible says this man took off his cloak. The cloak that they used to identify him as the blind man. He said, when I see Jesus, I don't need to be identified as a blind man anymore. This cloak has a sign on it. As an identity that people know me as someone who is always broke. But I'm pulling off that cloak. And because when I know that when I see Jesus, I don't need that cloak anymore. And that cloak is the one that people saw me doing good in the past. But I don't think 
think about the glory of the past because he said behold he is doing a new thing so I don't need to take that cloak with me anymore and the Bible says he pulled off the cloak and went to meet Jesus you cannot take the old when you meet the new And I'm not talking about negative old alone because that's easy. You don't want to remember the bad things. Even the positive old. The way God moved before. The way God moved through you before. I remember during conference, the Lord started talking in my mind. He said, don't think of me like, you, like I moved last year. I am different. I move in different ways. I might move through the sea and another day I move through the wall. So you can't think of me like you thought of me last year. Yes, I moved through you. He told me, he said, I moved through you like this, this year. But next, this last year, this year, you might not have to order a mic. He told me that. He said, your assignment might be a little bit different. Don't box me in the old. The way you entered the old season is not the way you entered the new season. So he said, forget the former things. And then the next one, point two, be old. Take me back to my scripture in Mark. Behold. You know one thing I love about behold? Is that behold does not mean that I see it in the physical. It means I can also see it in the spirit. So because a man is blind does not mean he cannot walk to Jesus. Because now he's beholding in his mind that he's going to meet where he would get a rescue. Behold. Behold is the ability to see even when it's not being seen in the physical. This is what the Lord told me. This is what my new look looks like. So even when there's a storm around me, I'm going to keep my focus on him. I'm going to pay attention to him. Behold. It was so funny when I read this scripture. He said he came to Jesus. The Bible said, the, the Bible did not say that the people helped him to Jesus the Bible did not say that Jesus came to him because it would take me to the verse before the Bible said Jesus sent them to call him so he wasn't close Jesus was not in close proximity with him he said go and call him and between where Jesus was and where they where he was he found his way yet the Bible said he's a blind man and walked his way to Jesus so how much more the man was focusing his his mind and his voice on Jesus he was not talking about the crowd around him not even the people that came to say cheer up because if he think of them he might touch them remember a blind man gets more sensitive in every other part of his body so he's using his ears and he's putting his focus on the voice that just said to call him but we talked about Peter Jesus was walking on water and Peter saw him and said, if you are the one, bid me to come. And the Bible said, Jesus said, that I am the one, he should come. And the Bible said, he stepped out of the boat and on the water. And the moment he started looking at Jesus, he was walking on water. But the moment he took his gaze away from Jesus and started to focus on the storm around him, he started to drown. So that is telling me that even as I'm focusing on the new, I can't pay attention to the voices around me. I can't pay attention to the things that don't look like what God has said. All I need to do see what the Lord is doing behold behold can also mean an instruction what if the reason your, your new has been delayed is because you've been unable to focus on him we all talk 
talk about Enoch. But the Bible says Enoch started to walk with God at 65. So you are telling me that it took Enoch 65 years to focus, to start the walk with God. Maybe the reason I've not entered my new is because when the Lord gives me an instruction, I lose focus after the, the second part. The Lord said, do something for three days. But by the end of day two, somebody brings me food and I eat it. And I lose my fast. I lose focus. Or what if I'm doing it? I've done first day. Second day, it's a 21 day fast, and day eight, someone comes and says, What's the point? And I stop. What if those by the wall of Jericho decide to stop at number six? Behold, how many of us have lost focus while we are preparing for the new? We've gotten distracted while we're preparing for the new. The Bible says the man that sat by the gate of beautiful. Peter to give him an instruction. He said, fix your eyes on me. And the Bible said he paid attention because he knew that he was going to receive from Peter. Act 3. So God is saying you are receiving from me but you are paying me no attention. Behold. And the third thing. Let me move fast. Discernment and Flexibility discernment and flexibility and I've touched on this a little when I've been talking Mark 2 from verse 12 I'm going to read it quickly Bible said this was the man that the, the friends brought to Jesus from the roof and Bible said Jesus told him to arise and go into his house and Bible says in verse 12 immediately he arose took up his bed and went out from the presence of them all so that all were amazed and glorified God saying we never saw anything like that so is, are you telling me that God would move in a way that I've not seen before? Do I discern enough to align in that season? Do I discern enough to align to the time? Am I flexible enough when the instruction comes? And this, this ties to my fourth part which is in the foolishness of obedience. Because if you discern and you cannot obey, there's no way you can enter the new. In the foolishness of obedience. The Bible says in John, Jesus went into a wedding. And at that wedding, he was just chilling and enjoying himself. And they ran out of wine. And the Bible says they came to meet Jesus. And Mary said, and he told Mary, Mary, leave me. This is not my time. Mary did not focus on Jesus. Mary focused on them and told them, whatever he asks you to do, it might sound stupid, but make sure you do it. And the Bible says, Jesus told them, get me six um, bowls and jars and fill it with water. Jesus does not do anything else. He didn't ask them to go get the vine or the, the, the you know, or ferment or whatever the process is to make a wine. He said, pour water in it and go serve it. Between the moment they took the jar and the moment they served the governor, there was no tasting. They were not sure if it was going to taste right. They were not even sure if the water was water or the water was wine. And they didn't give the wine to those who are just the smallest guests. The Bible said they took it to the governor of the table. Can you be foolish enough that when the Lord is giving you an instruction and he's saying go and meet the governor, you are saying I don't qualify, I don't have the degree, I've not gone through the process. They said this is the process to promotion, I've not passed the exam yet, but the Lord is saying apply for the job with that job title. 
The Bible says that they took the wine to Jesus and they took the wine to the governor. And when the wine tasted, the governor tasted it. The Bible said the governor said, why will you keep the best for the last? So are you telling me my best is tied to the foolishness of my obedience? The best of the wine is in my obedience. I can be foolish enough when Jesus stands by the ten leper and they came to meet him and Jesus did not touch them. Jesus did not pray on them. He said, go and show yourself to the priest. That is him telling them that you should go and show yourself. When you show yourself to the priest, you are saying, I am healed. But by the time they left Jesus, they were still not healed. But they got to a point, they looked at themselves and said, we obeyed somebody who said, go show yourself. He didn't touch me. He didn't give me a medication. He didn't assign me to a doctor. He said, go show yourself to the priest and now I'm healed in the foolishness of obedience for some of us we witnessed the parting of the Red Sea and so we have that rod and every time we stand by the Red Sea we think it's the same way that the river should part and so we keep eating the rod on the Red Sea and Jesus is saying that no, no, no that is the way I did it in the Red Sea but I needed to dance around seven times that's how this river is going to part in the foolishness of my obedience God is telling me that I have prayed and I have fasted it is time to dance for three days in the foolishness of my obedience I don't know what he's talking about there is no process in place there is no process He's saying that this is the way to make money. But God is giving me a tiny idea. And he said, just go start the business. And I'm saying, God, this is not how people do it. But I am foolish enough to know that because he's a God that always does something new. In the foolishness of my obedience. We are too wise. Bible scholars, we are too wise. This is how God does it. There's healing and there's miracle. There's the process. There's the servant that would lead you to the prophet. Even though you're a king. Will you listen to the servant? Or will you say I have access to the king? In the foolishness of my obedience, behold, I do a new thing. For the next seven days, instructions will come. And I'm giving you the first one. If you have not started fasting, start tomorrow. You don't have to do to six. You don't have to do Daniel fast. Pick a time and tie to the season. I beg you. Because in the foolishness of your obedience, he said he takes the foolish things of this world. Two men, one sitting by Jericho, waiting for his Kairos moment, when he heard that Jesus was passing, he said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Another man by the pool of Bethsaida, 38 years, same Jesus came to him. And what did he say? Nobody to put me in the pool. Which are you? Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Or you want to explain your situation? Two things that would stop you from stepping into your, your new. People and yourself. The Bible says people were telling him 
you are shouting too much he has passed you already it's too late why are you screaming you've been doing this already he didn't hear anyways you are good where you are at this is the level everybody at your age is supposed to be this is the level where women get to you can't go further than this this is the level where people at this time is getting to this is the business everybody is doing you should do it that is where you will get your pro- your progress people are saying this is how it's supposed to look and god is saying my time is not biologically related i don't work with gender i work with purpose people and then yourself you would stop you from stepping into your new you are dwelling in the old things too much the old ways of things the old processes the old pattern because something didn't happen last week you don't trust anymore in Jericho two things happened one man led people around the world seven times the same jericho another man shouted jesus son of david have mercy on me so god is telling us that we're in jericho but you don't have to do seven times you just need to pay attention to the instruction i'm giving you because it might be a little different but you would stand in that way you in your sin you in your doubt you in your wisdom you in your disbelief you in this is the way the world goes this is the pattern of things this starts this should go next this should go after the end and this i'm going to end today though holy spirit gave me two things two seasons i'm sure it's more but he gave me two seasons that the gap church is in right now he said we're in a season of harvest and a season of reward the season of harvest and reward are two different things he said, when the season where people would come and invest the things that they have sown. But the season of reward is also, it's a season where I'm coming to reward people's labor. He said, we're in a season of reward, but you need to align. Because the pastor is coming and he just needs the delivery address. He's saying you've worked for some of us you fasted 14 days you have waited by that roadside you've seen peter and john come by many 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 times and the only thing you've been asking for them is money but he's saying that now i need you to understand that you have waited you have fasted you have prayed there's one last thing you need to do recognize that i give more than money recognize that i give more than more than success recognize that i'm not just only about safety there's much more much more in me so stop looking at me like I am the money giver all I give is money all I give is relationship it's only marriage that is in God he says stop looking at me like that I am much more than that pay attention to me for your season of reward is here for your season of harvest is here in the foolishness of obedience this is the time this is the time gap members Gap Nation, Gapas. This is the time. We bow our heads, please. And our prayer is simple. I need the boldness and the courage to obey you. Because instructions will come for the new. Lord, help me to obey you in this season. The boldness and the courage 
to obey you when that instruction come in the next seven days that would finally put that full stop on my it is finished testimony that will finally bring to breath the things that you have said concerning me lord i pray that in the name of jesus that god please help me to obey help me to obey Come on, I want us to pray this prayer. It is important because it's in the foolishness of obedience that you see your reward. Lord, help me to obey. I've done everything else. I don't want to miss it at the end. I don't want to miss it at the end. I don't want to miss it at the end. I don't want to miss it at the end. And even as we see our heads down, I'm going to give a few people, even as we're praying, a few people the opportunity I tell us that you are the one that stand in the way of your new. And so if you're here and you want to get into a relationship with God, or you want to rededicate your life with God, this is a Kairos time. God only gives to those he knows. He only gives to those that are aligned with him. He's not going to give outside of his will. He's not going to give outside of his time. He's not going to give outside of his desire. But he only gives to those who are aligned. And so if you're here and you want to give your life to Christ, we're going to say a prayer together and everyone is going to pray this prayer with you. But I want you to mean it with all of your heart. I tell you, Kairos moments don't just come. It comes because somebody has prayed. Somebody has pressed. Somebody has groaned like Anna and say, God, show up. And God is saying, I'm showing up for everyone that would connect. And so I want us to pray this prayer with them. And for those who really want to rededicate their lives or come into God, I want you to say with all of your heart. And so say after me, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Help me to know you better. As I accept you today, take over my heart and dwell in me. Forgive me of my old ways. And help me to change into the person you want me to be. I love you, Lord. And I proclaim that you are my God in Jesus' name. And so all heads down, all eyes closed still. If you said that prayer and you mean it, I'm going to give you a few seconds. Raise your hands wherever you are. You want to come into a relationship or rededicate your life back to God. God bless you. Anyone who is trying to make that decision, this is a Kairos moment. You're stepping into new like never before, but only for those who are aligned with the Father. Only for those who have a relationship with the Father. And so, Father, we thank you for your daughter and even for your children online who's making this decision. For anyone who will make this decision later, Lord, we thank you for their life. Lord, I pray that behold, you're doing and you've done a new thing. And they are stepping into it in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. We bless your name. We give you all the praise for their lives. For in Jesus' most precious name, we have prayed. For in Jesus' most precious name, we have prayed. Thank you for tuning into the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations. We celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVE to 817-381-5353. Again, text SAVE to 817-381-5353. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.